Hour number two of Overtime Fan Run Radio. Jake Miller alongside intern Bryson and producer Matthew. Oh, my goodness. One more hour of frat boy comb over croaky radio. <laughs> it's the best way to do radio. I mean, and your croakies. And my croakies, which are in the car right now because my croakies are, they about had it. It's weird. Like, you know how, how this is. Like, if you find a good pair, you don't want to get rid of them. I don't want to talk about sunglasses. I uh, I lost mine. Uh, great pair of sunglasses. No free shout outs. But lost mine, ordered a brand new pair, and, uh, and got them in like last week, and then found my old ones. Oh. But they're in North Carolina, so I'm waiting to get those back. But Oh, I did that with AirPods. It's brutal. That's the worst feeling in the world. I knew the whole time as soon as my sunglasses got here, I'd found the old ones. Yep. Immediately the day I ordered new AirPods. Because I thought I lost mine. Yeah. The day they get in, found the old ones. I mean, what are the things that you always check for before you leave a place? Before I leave the house, mine is phone, keys, wallet, sunglasses, and gun. I, I just do keys, wallet, and phone. This uh, I like to keep a koozie on me at all times. <laughs> Especially on Friday and Saturday night. That's my intern. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Uh, koozie on you, yeah. Now, the one thing that... I know we're getting away from sports here for a second, but you know, like the insulated can coolers, we all know which brand it is. They make the expensive cooler. The can coolers, the can koozies or whatever. I got one of those one year for Christmas. And I looked at my mother. I said, What am I supposed to do with this? She's like, Oh, well, it's for like if you need a can of Coke or if you want to put your beer in. I'm like, Mom, if I'm nursing a beer that long, then I don't need to drink the beer. <laughs> yeah. You're sitting there with it for an hour. What are you doing? Well, they are a game changer on the beach. I'll give it, let me t- let me give uh, that credit. I mean, uh, it uh, it gets pretty hot on the beach. It yeah. does, yeah. So I mean, yeah, I understand that you're sitting on the beach, but I mean, if you're sitting on a back porch, <laughs> nursing, <laughs> nursing that natty light <laughs> on the couch, nursing a natty ice for an hour. I mean, you're Ooh. doing something wrong. If you're nursing any of those beers, period, those are meant to be down and down quick. Yeah, I mean, if you, I mean, I understand people that like nurse like a four loco because I mean, those are literally just. Liquid death. Yeah, liquid death, basically. I mean, if you go on Sidewalk Slammer, the Colt 45 or the Four Loco, I mean, yeah, you probably nose those for an hour, but a 12 ounce <laughs> Natty Light, if you nose that for over 15 minutes, man, throw it away. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we don't drink any of that, though. We drink White Claw here in the White Claw Hard Seltzer Studios. Not drinking in the studio, but we drink it outside. Yep. No, no drinking on the clock. We've seen how that can go bad. Here's what it is. Have you ever have you ever worked with someone that ever did that? What? Like 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 an actual job, like like I mean this is a job, but like not our job, like like at your work or anywhere if you worked. Have you ever had someone to drink on the job? Oh God. Oh, don't even get me started, man. <laughs> it's construction. <laughs> oh, buddy. Uh I, I got one even better for you. When we um we had a guy uh when I was working at one of the marinas. He goes on break, and he comes back, and he's dragging his foot. I'm like, oh, my goodness, what did this guy do? Hey, look at him. He just looks up, beady-eyed, white resin underneath his nose. Oh. Nice. What game are we watching here, fellas? Uh, looks like we're watching Fairfield and Ryder. That's a kind of cool court. Uh, it really is. Is it a Bronco, would you say? Uh, maybe. Oh, wide open. Yeah, that's a Bronco. Did y'all watch the Oregon USC game last night? I know it came on at like eleven o'clock. So yeah, I, I, I was. I I got to watch a little bit of it. I'd had to turn it off 
and then turn it back on just because nothing else was on, but just because the court was so awful. That is that that is an awful uh, it, court. It hurts to watch. That is an, an awful Oregon court. game. Like, it's brutal. I mean, I mean, are they like are they really? Are there really any bad football fields that like just hope to watch? I don't. There's enjoy one Boise that's State. like. I mean, Boise State's a hand. I can watch a Boise State game. It's cool. It doesn't hurt my eyes. It was eyes. the first of its kind. Yeah. I, yeah. I, 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 Oregon, watching Oregon basketball, was it trees? The whole thing is basically trees around it. Yeah. That hurts. That hurts my eyes to watch that. I'm trying to think. There's one. It might be Eastern Washington, I want to say. I'll look it up. And their field is red. Oh. I'm not kidding. Oh, I don't know if I... Ugh. I couldn't watch a game like that. There's no way. And Terry Fair, when he was with us on the drive... You know, he coached at Colorado State for a little bit. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. This is... It's red, red. This is bright red. Yeah, like it hurts. Yes, that, that's a... Ooh. Because like, Boise State was what? Like a... It wasn't a dark blue, but it was... It wasn't bright. It wasn't royal blue. Yeah. It's like that perfect, happy medium. Yes. It isn't like a North Carolina blue. It's more like a... Kind of like a Duke blue. Almost Duke. Yeah. yeah. Duke-esque. Yeah, but I mean... Like, the thing with... That field is, you know, Colorado State, when Terry Fair was a coach there, he they were playing in the Idaho Potato Bowl. And we talk about the ground freezing here and snow laying on it. No, the entire ground was frozen when they went up there. He it, said it was a struggle to get your footing. Here is some breaking news. Hit me with it. A failed physical exam of Gary Payton II has placed the Golden State, Portland, Detroit, Atlanta, four-team deal in serious jeopardy. Peyton's core muscle injury could sideline him for up to three months following a Warriors exam. Oh. So the Warriors made this trade yeah. to save money in the luxury tax. They saved $7 million this year and $30 million next year. Right. If, if this trade does not go through, I'm going to laugh so hard. So, name the players in this trade. Uh, okay, so James James Wiseman went to Detroit. Right. Sadiq Bay went to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Gary Payne went to the Warriors. And who went to Portland? I'll find this out. I'm not sure. I'm not, I'm not sure either. So, you know these guys have already gotten on planes and went to these yeah. respective cities. Mm-hmm. They're getting the same evaluations, and it's like they think they're about to suit up and play for this team. That's just like on draft night. You know, it's like this team is picking for this team via this team, by the way of this team. And it's like they're wearing a hat that they're never even going to represent the team. Ah, okay, so the Troy Blazers got Kevin. So here's the four-team deal. Gary okay. Payton, the Warriors received Gary Payton the second and two second-round picks. Pistons got James Wiseman. Hawks received Sadiq Bay. And the Trailblazers got Kevin Knox and five second-round picks. So those, the five second-round picks are from the Warriors. Right. So if this deal goes down, nothing happens. All these players are back on their original teams, which is could be the most awkward thing. Oh, I was going to say, that is the yeah. most awkward <laughs> thing. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you just traded me away. Guess what? I'm now back. you're stuck with me. I'm going to make your life hell until now. you get rid of me. Yes. Because guess what? There's nothing you can do with me now. Trade deadline already passed. Yep. All right. You can't buy this contract out. Nope. Nope. Because the only way you buy a contract out is if you pay that, like if you trade that player and that other team buys him out. Yeah, that is the only way. 
only way. This is that's that's probably some of the best news. That's probably the funniest news I've heard in a while. Oh, absolutely. That's <laughs> that would be bizarre. Do <laughs> you imagine James Wiseman going back to San Fran, wherever they play? Hey, Trayvon. What's up, guys? <laughs> yeah. I, I know you wanted me out of here. Yeah. I'm back. I'm looking at you, Draymond. Yep. <laughs> you washed up sack of trash. Illegal scream merchants. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Of course, we were talking with Bo Estes last night of NBA.com. And I knew that he was really good with the rhymes. And then you get to talk to him in person, or not in person, but over the phone, and get to have the conversation with him. And then you go back and watch some more NBA Top 10. Man, I don't know how he – like, that's what I strive to be like. That guy, just awesome to listen to on the radio and really awesome to listen to him deliver the top ten and rhyme with every single sentence. Do you think – I mean, do you think he – is it more impromptu or does he come up with it, like, on – on like, does he come up with it beforehand? He could be a rapper. Yeah, I feel like he – I feel like some of his stuff is impromptu. With no ghostwriters and yes. just go in like Lil Wayne and just make stuff up on the spot. We yeah. should have asked him that last night if he's ever thought about rapping. What if he's the ghostwriter? That's <laughs> <laughs> for Drake. He's the ghostwriter. What if that's it? What if he's Drake's ghostwriter? Hey, man, we solved the mystery. Bo. NBA Bo. <laughs> oh, I think, man. like, his rhymes are really good. Wow, that guy's name is Supreme Cook. Goodness. Oh, so here's some more information. Oh, boy. Take care of the phone call. We're going to discuss this a little bit more. Supreme. Great name. Uh, and you can't wear Supreme in the NBA, so right. how's he going to get into the NBA? Uh, he's banned from the NBA. He's banned from the NBA. Straight overseas. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> you you go play in the NBL. <laughs> so, You'll still get to hear from Bo. Right, right. So here's what it says. It says the Warriors have until Saturday to go through with the trade or have the entire four-team deal be rescinded. Mm. Uh, they have until... Tomorrow, <laughs> essentially, to go through with this trade. Wow. A little bit of a programming note. Uh, this just got brought up. I had a DM from a loyal listener. So, guess what is next Sunday? We not even mention the Super Bowl. Can I scream it? No, nah, I'm not going to say it. No, do it. Do it. Daytona! The most... Matthew, we're going to make you a NASCAR fan. <laughs> I'm going to bring you a number nine shirt, and you're going to wear it with pride. I won't. You will. Daytona, I mean, what, Daytona and Talladega are basically like two races I know in Bristol. So three. Martinsville has the best food. Hmm. You ever been to Martinsville, Bryson? Charlotte, like a word, but uh, no, I have not. So, Martinsville. I heard all about the Martinsville dogs. What it is, it's a red hot dog with chili, onions, and mustard. I went up there, and this is right when the Natty Light Natter Days came out, the mm. strawberry lemonade uh, version of Natty Light. Loved it. I had a 12-pack of that and six Martinsville dogs. I had the time of my life. Ooh. Natter Days, man. You're a brave man. <laughs> Buddy, I can throw them back. Used to be my golfing drink of choice, but. Brave man to be uh, drinking those. Am I reading this right? Up next on the Big Orange Phillies phone lines, we have The Rock. Knox Rock. <laughs> uh, what do you say, Rock? 
Hey, how's it going tonight? Pretty good, man. Hey, y- y'all sound pretty bored, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, Why is that? I mean, y'all are talking about, you know, fields. Y'all are talking about trees. I don't know. Maybe I joined at the wrong time. You might have joined at the wrong time. <laughs> we were talking about Oregon's uh, basketball court and how it's hard to watch a game with yeah, Oregon I on mean, the TV. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't even watch that because I, I just get a headache. I mean, I just I just went to the eye doctor today, actually, and I uh, found out i got to wear glasses now, which kind of I mean, is what it is, but I'm getting headaches anyway. So. Hey, glasses are better than contacts. I've tried the contacts. And they just kept aggravating me, so I stopped wearing them while I didn't get glasses. So uh, there's a reason I order on the app when I go through a drive-thru now. Yeah, exactly, yeah. I mean, for me personally, like, people have been telling me, I was talking to them, they're like, dude, you got to get the contacts. And I was like, I don't know, I just need to wear them certain times. Like, I still got decent vision, but it's just kind of like, I'm not, I'm, I'm trying to look smart, you know what I mean? I'm not the smartest guy in the world, so I'm trying to look a little bit smarter. You know, i got to wear the glasses. Well, hey, and glasses are back in now because everyone made fun of the glasses forever because, you know, when I was you know going through basic training, the glasses that they had originally, they called them the BCGs, and we called them the birth control glasses because they were the most unfashionable thing you'd ever seen in your life. And then they finally went to this new sleek design that's actually all right. But, yeah, big Big on glasses. This is Contacts a, are well, overrated. This is coming from a guy that wears glasses. Hey, thank you for your service. Every, thank you. Every single day. Cool. I couldn't do contacts either. I don't like touching my eyes to begin with. It makes I, I don't know whether I just don't like touching them. Like contacts are just not for me. So I understand your disdain for contacts. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they, dude, they they dilated my eyes, Ooh. and my, people were texting me, and I, I just couldn't read anything. I couldn't see anything within like six feet of me. It was crazy. It blew my mind. She oh, last me, time uh, I got my eyes doctor. dilated, I went to the eye doctor, and it was on a cloudy day. And Bryson, you know, I wear some pretty, pretty sleek sunglasses. Oh yeah. I did not want to wear them on a cloudy day because I couldn't see to drive, but I had to wear them because my eyes were hurting so bad. The worst is going to the eye doctor. And it's sunny outside. They dilate your eyes. Oh, jeez. That's what it was today. Yeah, I walked out and I was like, "Oh my goodness!" I was walking around. It was in a store, and so I was walking around the store, and I had these sunglasses on, and I was like, "Man, these people probably think I just, I just think I'm something else." You know what I mean? Oh yeah, I mean that's the that's another awkward thing. If you have to go into the store, into a gas station, after that, you are you're not feeling good about yourself. That's for sure. Hundred percent. Well, hey, uh, is, is it cool if I talk about Rick Barnes on here? Oh, go right ahead, buddy. Listen here. All right, listen. So. I, I've been to every single Tennessee home game so far. I'm a student here. I'm a, I like to say that I'm a seventh and a half year sophomore or whatever, you know, whatever. But, You're a super uh, duper sophomore. Practice. I'm a, I'm a super ultra omega fashionable sophomore, 100%, 100%. Hey. But, um, <laughs> the big thing is, uh, I mean, Rick Barnes, he's a great coach, whatever, but the things that he's great at is not what I wish he was great at. You know what I mean? So listen, yeah. so you, you play, you play 2K, right? Absolutely. So listen, so when you play 2K, right, and you, you spend all your VCs, you spend all that all those points on developing the players, right? Right. You're like, okay, I want to make this guy an absolute animal. I want to make this guy a beast. And Rick Barnes, he, he's great at doing the same thing. I mean, he can take guys that aren't, you know, aren't anything special, aren't anything crazy, and he, he's turned some guys into lottery draft picks. You know what I mean? He's, he's done a great job of that. But if you put him in a situation, if you put him in a game, and you want him to make game time decisions, game time adjustments. I don't know if he's your guy, and that's just—it's been frustrating me because, you know, I mean, losing to Vandy, I mean that—that's just frustrating me. You know, what I mean, seeing some of these guys I know that 
I mean, they're from Nashville area, and they, they don't even go to college. All right, first off, they, they, they didn't even make it through community college, and they're posting about Anchor Down. And, I mean, that just personally, I'm just like, dude, I don't even know what this guy's doing. So, I mean, it just frustrates me. But what frustrates me more is that, it's, it, I mean, Ricky D, I mean, he, he could be having us doing great. And, I mean, we always do great in regular season, but it's like when you put him in that weekend, second, second round, when you put him in that weekend in March, he can't adjust. And that, that's what upsets me. You know what I mean? I don't know how y'all feel about it, but tell me. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's exactly how we feel. And, you know, we've been getting a lot of hate on Twitter on, you know, not really a lot on air because a lot of those people that said we were idiots on Twitter don't listen to the show anyway. But I got a lot of heat because I said a few weeks ago, I was like, if you think this team would beat the 2019 team, you've lost your mind. And then people come back at me over that. And then I also had something after the Florida game saying this that loss was inexcusable. I don't care that it's on the road. This is not a good Florida team. We should have won that game. And I know it's quad one loss, but it was to a mediocre Florida team, just like this loss on Wednesday was to a mediocre Vanderbilt team. I don't care if it's a quad one loss; it's a bad loss in my eyes. It, it's it's worse than a bad loss. It's a hopefully. Well, I mean, here's the thing that I've all thought about Rick Barnes and and us is that I feel like every time we go into the tournament, we got some expectations and we got some swagger, and I feel like the players' mindset and especially Rick's mindset is, hey, we're we're trying to see we're going to be the brakes off you. You know what I mean? And I feel like that expectation is from the regular season. And then once we get into the to the big time, the, the showtime plays, and everyone starts looking at us, things kind of fall out. So knowing that we're talking about what we are talking about right now, I feel like I feel like knowing that, I feel like there's, I don't know, if there's a year we're going to go deep, I think it's going to be this year. And maybe, maybe I'm a hopeless ball for life, but I feel like I feel like because we've done pretty pretty mid, you know what I mean? I feel right. like if there's any opportunity we're going to do well, going to be when we have the worst and the lowest expectations you know what i mean i feel you rock do you think that rick barnes does better with the lesser talented guys you know grant and admiral coming out of high school they were three stars jordan bowden like none of these guys on that 2019 team were in the top 50 of tennessee's all-time recruits there's only 84 listed on 247 all these guys are either 50 or below that and he took that team to sweet 16 that was one of the best tennessee teams that we've seen this century I mean, like I said, he likes to spend his VCs on, on upgrading the players. You know what I mean? So I, I feel like when he does get the four players, there's also kind of the connotation, the understanding that, you know, he may be an all right guy, he may be an all right player. We'll see how he does. So we, when they do anything but that, it's kind of like a, it's like a celebration. And so I think he does do well. And I think that those guys normally, I mean, you see those five stars, they think they know what they're doing. But when you get a three star, they're willing to be coachable. And I think he, he's a great coach at coaching players individually. But like I said, once once we kind of get in those situations where where we need him to make those game-time adjustments, it's it's hard for him, you know, unfortunately. And you made a really good point there, um, you know, with the five stars. It's like they've got the ego. And Bobby Bowden, yeah. the late Bobby Bowden, made a good statement one time. He said, I would rather have a three-star that's coachable than a five-star that's not coachable. Because with that three-star coming in, they're willing to learn. They're willing to listen to you and make themselves a better football player. You know, sometimes you get a five-star that thinks they know everything. They've got the ego. They've been gaslighted their whole life. They think they know it all, and they're not going to listen to any type of coaching. And you can't coach that guy, and you can't build a team around that guy because he's only thinking about himself. 100%. So, I mean, what, what, what does Bryson think? I haven't heard anything from him. What does Bryson think? Um, I think – Jonas hasn't developed any. Uh, yeah. Euros has developed a little bit. 
Oh, dude, I, I don't like euros. <laughs> well, has he developed not hitting Listen. the rim? <laughs> Listen, I, I'm, I'm a student, right? I, I go out to the bars and stuff like that. You know what I mean? I'm, I don't know. You, you know see I mean? it. You, you know what? You know where they're at. I mean, I, I, I'm a little too familiar with those guys outside of basketball. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I am right so, there with you, buddy. Right there with you. I mean, yeah, I'd, li- I'd like to see some focus here and there. But, you know, I, I mean, it's distracting being a college student. I mean, I've been, I'm a sophomore. I've been here for seven and a half years. You know what I mean? And they're shooting too many shots off the court, not on the court. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a great point. Yeah, indeed. Oh, All right. Well, listen. I, I appreciate y'all letting me call in. I'll I'll try to start calling a little more, especially when when I start hearing stuff about basketball courts and how distracting they are and how they give me a headache. I'll try to call in. All right. Appreciate the phone call, Rock. Stay with us. Overtime continues. More fan run radio on the way. Talking mediocre basketball, playing the theme song to another mediocre basketball team this year. <laughs> that was good. Song gets me hyped, man. Yeah. I'm a big EDM guy. All that music gets me gets me going. Now throw some K-pop in there. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Since Davis, who was it? Uh, yeah. Looney that had the. Yeah, Wiggins like Wiggins had Wiggins like a. I think an all-star starter last year. Because of K-pop. Yeah, because of K-pop, yeah. Well, that's a way she goes sometimes, bud. Sometimes you get in the all-star game because you like K-pop, and other times you just uh, – you're Kenny Smith. I don't think he made one. He didn't. That was that was the funniest thing he ever said on Inside the NBA. He was sitting there with Chuck and Shaq, two multiple-time NBA all-stars. He's like, that was my biggest regret in my career is never playing an all-star game. And Shaq was like, Kenny, I love you. You were never going to make an all-star game. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, geez. But I've been watch- re-watching The Last Dance. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because I mentioned last night the only thing that was going to stop the Bulls was Jerry Krause. Has there ever been a quicker downturn in professional athletics Ooh. going from the dynasty that they had? Because they were unbeatable. When it came to the playoffs, they would have won eight straight. Yeah, is there any other franchise that has just fallen off the rails quite like that? I mean, we see it in the NFL. It's like you'll have a team win the Super Bowl and they drop off. I mean, that happens. I can't think of one that extreme. Because I mean, they went like what twelve and sixty, twelve and sixty, I guess. Uh, well, it'd be like twenty-two and sixty. Well, I think they had the lockout. Oh, that yeah, year. yeah. Like it was something atrocious. You fired Phil Jackson even after he got you a title. You forced Scottie Pippen out the door, which in turn forced Michael Jordan out the door. Krause Kraus is a funny individual when you actually think about the scheme of things. He was always about him. It wasn't about the players he had on the court. It was always because about he him. said that teams don't win championships; organizations win them. Yeah, no, the people on the court win the championships. Michael Jordan wins you championships. Yeah, I, I don't. I never right. understood that. Krause is a idiot, bona fide idiot. Hmm. 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 UFC coming up. That's gonna be a good fight. 
That is going to be a good fight. I might watch Volkanovsky it. and um, I think it's Khabib's cousin. I don't want to butcher his name. So I want to see Shannon Briggs get in the ring one more time for as much trash as he still talks. What is that the guy that just says champ? Let's go champ. Yeah, that's that guy. Let's go champ. Yeah. You the fake champ. I'm the real champ. Tyson no fury. Yeah, what did what did Shannon Briggs even do? He was a boxer and he just gives motivational speeches. I listen to one every morning. That's how I start my day with a cup of coffee and Shannon Briggs. Put lemon in my coffee and I listen to Shannon Briggs. Let's go champ. When you were in basic, did they make you listen to the make your bed speech? No. You ever heard it? No. Oh. Let's go back to the Big Orange Phillies phone lines. Martin is next. What do you say, Martin? It's Jake. Martin. And you know how you like the Lakers and the Celtics trade moves at trade deadline? Uh, Well, Martin, I think the Celtics are still in good position to make a run at an NBA title. Celtics have the best odds right now to win the championship, Martin. Yes. And what was that big man's name, Mike Watts, he got? Mike Muscala. Muscala? Yes. Yes. And who did he, where did he play at in college? Oh, uh, in college? Uh, whew, I could not tell you that right now. He, I know he played for the, I think he, he played for the Oklahoma City Thunder. I'll find out where he went to college at, Morton. Yeah, that's a tricky one because you see a lot of these guys and you never see them in their college career. It's like, I probably couldn't even tell you where Desmond Bain went to college. He went to TCU. Yes. And what's his last name again? Musella? Muscala. He went to Bucknell University. Muscala? Yeah, he went to Bucknell? Yep. Really? Smart guy. He's got a brain on him, Martin. Yes. And what about the Lakers? What do you think about the trade they made? I don't think it's going to do them any good. I think uh, trading Patrick Beverly for Mo Bamba will go down as probably one of the worst trades of the cycle. I'll tell you right now, Martin. The Lakers did what they had to do. They went out and got a defensive. They got three and D guys. They got Malik Beasley and Jared Vanderbilt, who are going to solidify that shooting and defense, what they need. They got rid of Thomas Bryant because he's a bum. They <laughs> they got rid of Pat Bev because he's just a nuisance. They brought in D'Angelo Russell, Mo Bamba. They did what they had to because Mo Bamba is not going to take the ball away from uh, – Anthony Davis. That's what Thomas Bryant was doing. So I think the Lakers make great moves. Yes. What did the Celtics do now? Wild trade? Did they make just that one for? Yes, just Muscala or yeah. what's his name again? Yeah, they just made the one trade for Mike Muscala. Mike Muscala. Yes. Yes. I need to know his last name. It's hard to pronounce, isn't it? Oh, Martin, they're getting harder and harder to pronounce. I'm telling you. All the foreigners come in from overseas. That's pretty much how it works, Martin. That's uh, the way of the NBA now. They're wanting to get these guys out of Europe because they're more developed and they're playing at a higher level at a younger age. Yes, yeah, so about Celtics, they had a chance to get a kid that went to, uh, to San Antonio Spurs four or five years ago and they didn't take him and he's been playing good ball for the Spurs. And he's 6'11", uh, he's 6'11", 7 foot. Uh, prior forward. Jakob Podol? It could have been. I can't remember. I, now that's a name. We're talking about names. Like how Jakob is spelled like it J- should be sp- or pronounced Jacob. Yeah, it's Jakob, yeah. Huh. Yes. But they did have a lot of trades, did they? 
Oh, trade deadline. It, it, it was, it's probably the funnest day of NBA season. Yeah. Right now they said that uh, Boston's got three or four players injured, and that's why they had to go out and make a trade for what they could get. Yeah, they're trying to they're trying to solidify themselves as a title contender, and I think Boston they've got the ability to do it, Martin. I, they're my pick to win it all. I think they will. You know, they got the talent there. They've got the best support system around them. I think Boston's going to win it all. Yes, and what do you think about the Nets getting rid of Irving and Durant both at the same time? You know, Martin, that's going to go down as the biggest failure of a super team in the history of the NBA. They played 84, like 74 games together in four years, all three of them. They can never get on the floor at the same time. No. I know it. They stay injured all the time anymore in the NBA, don't they? Yeah, Martin, uh, you got a stomachache? Oh, you're out for two weeks. I mean, it's 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 kind of it's getting very annoying. I'll say that. Do you think the Celtics are re-sign Grant Williams or not? I don't know. They were looking to trade him uh, at one point. Uh, yeah. Yes, uh, Cleveland wanted him, but you know what they told Cleveland? What's that? They say he's not available. Oh. I mean, that's a smart move. I mean, he's one of their best role players. So it's like, if you, you want Grant Williams, you're going to have to give something up. But they said, they said he wasn't available. Yeah, they, um, I mean, what I, I'm hearing, I, he's on 14 million. He's worth it. But, 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 Jake, I tell you what. What's that? Josh Richardson turned down with the Miami Heat. He turned down a four-year deal for $40 million, $10 million a year. Mm-hmm. And, if I was, and if I was Grant Williams, I would take $10 million a year for four years. I'd take it just because we've seen a lot of these guys that want more money and then it's backfired on him. Uh, Dennis Schroeder, who played for the Lakers, ended up signing with the Celtics. He took a huge pay cut because the Lakers wouldn't give him what he wanted. Eventually, he ends up back in L.A., but we've seen Latrell well, he got offered a really good deal at one point. I think it was by the New York Knicks. And he said, that's not good enough because I have a family to feed. And Martin, I'm pretty sure it was like a four-year uh, something ridiculous. $50 million? Mm-hmm. Four-year $50 million. He said, no, that's not good enough. i got a family to feed. Well, Josh Richardson got traded to the, to the New Orleans Pelicans. Yeah, that's going to be a good addition for them. He's going to be a good role player for them and fit a key piece that they're missing. So, I mean, I'm really excited to see what he does down there. Yes. Well, I just appreciate you boys. I just want to know that boy's name again and, and talk about the trades. And, and Kyrie Irving did sound like he was happy because of uh, him and Durant getting out of Brooklyn together. Yeah, I mean, not going to lie, I'd, I'd want out of there too if they, uh, if they did me the way they did Kyrie last year. I thought that was a little ridiculous that – Anybody on an opposing team could come in and play, even if they didn't have the vaccine. But then Kyrie couldn't play when he didn't have the vaccine, even though they let other players that didn't have it play. And I'm glad the Celtics didn't make the trade. They, uh, Brooklyn wanted Jalen Brown for Kevin Durant. The Grizzlies were looking at, at Jalen Brown, too. Yes. But if I was a Celtics, I wouldn't break them up. Nope. I would not either. That's a good duo you got there. I appreciate you, boys. We appreciate you, Martin. 
Bye. Bye-bye. Oh, man. Let's go back to the phones. Fake Bob is next. What do you say, Fake Bob? What's up, fellas? Living the dream. Yeah, I just left work, and it was a crap show today. That's why I called in the league. I understand. Uh, ready for the game tomorrow? No. <laughs> I feel the same way. I mean, you absolutely have no idea what's going to happen, and it's it's sad to say at this point of the season. It's aggravating to say at this point in the season. It's like we should know the identity of this team, and we don't. And there's only seven regular season games left. Like, what are we doing, man? And I know, like the uh, projector on the ESPN, and then Ken Palm and stuff's getting us a real good shot of beating them. But the more I look at this game, like, I don't know. I'm just worried about kind of the styles and play because Missouri's going to try to get up and down the court on us. And if they hit a couple shots and get a lead on us, I don't know if we can come back from it. No, I mean, they're averaging 84 points a game. They can shoot the rock. And then, uh, like, you're, you're already down Josiah. And then the way Missouri plays, like, I don't think that you're going to be able to play Euros and Jonas much tomorrow just because of the matchup problems because they like to play small and them two really can't guard other players outside the paint. Uh, Kobe Brown scares me tomorrow. He scares the hell out of me. Him and Nick Connor. Yeah. Yeah, I, just, I don't know. I, I just have a – a weird feeling about this game, and if you had asked me two weeks ago, I was like, oh, yeah, Missouri, we should beat them. But, like, now it's – I just – I don't know. And people don't realize Missouri's not a bad team. Not at all. And, Bryson, you and I were talking about this before the show. They are not a bad team at all. I mean, they only have one more loss than us. I know they're not ranked. They're a good ball club. Yeah, and I, I know it was a couple of weeks ago, and it was at home, but I watched them wear Kentucky out, and – that's what they were doing, just getting up and down the floor and putting up a bunch of shots. The thing Kentucky was just blindsided. Yeah, the thing that scares me about Missouri is 100% they smell blood in the water, and two, they've got the pieces to come in here and beat us. I mean, Nick Honor can shoot the lights out. Um, he did it at Clemson the whole time he was there, and he, he couldn't do it again tomorrow night. And then Kobe Brown, <laughs> he's a baller. Here's some information for the people in the studio and fake Bob. In the history of Kempom, Rick Barnes has never had a team get out of the first weekend of the NCAA tournament with the defensive efficiency rating better than the offensive efficiency rating. Every team Rick Barnes has had that made it to at least the Sweet 16 has had an offense efficiency rating of 20 or better. And what are we right now? We are first in defensive and 64th, 64th in offensive. That's crazy. That's sad. Yep. There's your, there's your <laughs> and, bit of despair. And, and that's the thing. Like, it, it's starting to worry me about this last stretch of game. Like, if we get knocked down to, like, a four seed or something, then you play them weird 12, 13 seeds, and they just start hitting shots. I mean, you're out of there. Like Stephen F. Austin. We could avoid it. Well, let me ask you this. Yeah, what I mean, if we go up against, like, an Iona? Or New Mexico, I would not. I would not feel good about that game. No, because I mean 
them teams come into the tournament with really nothing. They know they have nothing to lose, so they're going to just do whatever they have to to get out of there. And that's and like just, MTSU, man, beating Michigan State. Florida Gulf Coast. Too. Dumb city. Yeah. Because, I mean, other than the Virginia team a couple of years ago that won the national title, I mean, most times the national champion, they have to score some type of points. And that's what's going to cause us. I don't. I think we're going to be an early exit again. We're just going to get hit one of those five or six minute stretches in the second half, and somebody's just going to take a lead on us that we can't come back from. I mean, that's exactly what's going to happen, man. You you know it, not know it. To quote the great Phil, I ain't got a damn well, chance. Uh, you know it, not know it. Yeah, so I'm on way out with uh, the matchup tomorrow. If you were Rick Barnes and you were going to shake it up a little bit, what would your starting five be? And I'll hang up and listen. Hit him with it, Bryson. Uh, this is probably going to be a bad take, and I already said it today. Uh, but personally, I want to see everything change. So I'd start Zakai. Um, and then at the two, you're looking at Viscovi or Tyreek. And I'm going to roll with Tyreek because I'm tired of seeing Viscovi. Uh, three, Julian. Four, Olivier. I, I, I like going big. I feel, I feel like we have to create a mismatch. So, And then uh, five is... A Walker Euros, and I really want Euros to start regardless because he can create a spark. He will get TBA involved tomorrow night. Absolutely. Bryson, we appreciate you coming in today. We'll see you Monday. Bryson's got to head out. Stay with us. Overtime continues. Final segment of the show coming up on Fan Run Radio. Final segment of the program. Jake Miller, Matthew, and you. Wrapping up. Let's take our final call. Roger is next. What do you say, Rog? Uh, oh, nothing much. Uh, nothing much. Jake, I'm doing good. How, how, how y'all doing, doing tonight? Rog, I'm uh, getting hungry. I'm thinking uh, about 40 yeah. chicken McNuggets, two large fries, and a big old milkshake. Wow, wow. That's a lot. I don't know if you can eat that or not. You think you need that? Can you eat all that? Eat all that? Oh, yeah, Roger. I can eat. Have I ever told you I can eat one cheese crystal in seven and a half seconds? Wow. Wow. Huh. Wow. 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 No. Um, uh, oh, all right. Um, I just want to get to the. Uh, I just want to ask you to get to the real quick. Cause I, know you, uh, I just want to get to the point that you get to the. I want to talk to you about. I just want to ask you first about the get the ship boat. Uh, about ship boat. And, uh, for saying nice. I just want to ask you, Jake, who you want. Uh, Jacob, are you for anybody in the Super Bowl? I am definitely going for the Philadelphia Eagles only because I watched the Chiefs and the Bengals game two weeks ago, and it just felt like that was one of those games they were going to do anything it took to get Kansas City in the Super Bowl as far as the officiating goes. And, you know, that just really stung when I watched that game, and it just made the game, like almost made a mockery of the game in my eyes. So I'm going Philadelphia all the way. Yeah, me too. Me, yeah, me too. Not, me too. Uh, and um, uh, also, um, uh, I just want to ask, ask Matthew a question. Matthew, you for, who you for? You for anybody? Uh, Matthew? I'll be honest with you, Roger. I'm going for the Eagles purely okay. based on the fact that Travis Kelsey act, acted like the biggest sore winner ever after that Kansas City game. And I'm honestly, I'm, uh, I'm not a big NFL guy, but uh, – Patrick Mahomes' family just makes me not like the Chiefs, so I'm going for the Eagles. Fly, Eagles, fly. Oh, oh yeah. 
Tiger Hua. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, okay. Also, uh, they best match of Hua. They um, they match up. Can um, you think the um, uh, I, 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 I know both teams will retain. I know both retain. That's why I ask you. I know that that um, Patrick Mahomes is real good, and also um, English real good defense. You think that um, you think the Eagles can stop? Um, you think they can put no, no pressure? You think they can bring pressure? You think, you think no, uh, to uh, kind of help? Um, you think how you think the um, the matchup going to be? How you see the matchup going? The matchup might be in the game. I right? think if the, the Eagles can shut down Travis Kelsey, I think they're going to win the game. And I don't think because okay. they're favored right now. The Eagles are favored by one and a half. And I honestly think Roger, if you just stop Travis Kelsey, you're going to win that game by at least ten points. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's possible. Um, um, uh, and so you think it think it's the, the big key? You think it pressure on uh, – I know Holmes is real good for the ball. They think it's the key, big key you think he is? They think it's the big key? I think that's it. And, and Mahomes still looked like he was hobbling a little bit during that Kansas City game, so we don't know really what we're going to see yeah. there, if he's going to come out hobbling or if he's going to come out, you know, fresh. We don't really know, but – you know, with the way the Eagles' offense is, I mean, they are—they're yeah. going to light it up, and I can't wait to yeah. watch them light it up. The way their defense is too. I was going to make this point, but Jake just made. Patrick Mahomes is not fully healthy, and the Eagles' defensive line and pressure has been great all season. Mm-hmm. And if they hit him yeah. a couple times, and they and they hit him in that little sweet spot of an ankle that roughs him up, makes him feel gingery basically, and you can't really move on it. I oh, think they that's, do that. They won the ball game. They won the ball game at that point. Yes. Yeah. Um, uh, um, uh, that's what I can talk about Super Bowl about halftime. Um, I'm going to say it at halftime, but, uh, but have you heard who will be doing the halftime half time this year? This I want to say it's Rihanna doing the halftime okay. show this year. Okay. I think it is. Yes. I think it is. Uh, yeah. It's Rihanna. Yes, sir. Yes, more, uh, yes Roger. Okay, I think it's a good choice. Good choice. I mean, you got to switch it up every now and again. Of course, we had uh, yeah. Travis Scott a few years ago. Uh, Chris Stapleton was really good, and you know, just mix it up every now and again, and just keep me happy. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. Okay. Um, also, about the man tomorrow night. Um, one night, Jake. That's what I ask you. Think Tim, you can. Um, I know Tennessee lost off a tough one or nice. I'm ask you, you think they can? I hope they can. I hope it's an important game. Um, do you think that? Uh, what think? Uh, do you think they can bounce back? Maybe and win tomorrow night. Tomorrow night. I think they need a fresh spark in order to win tomorrow because right now the way they're playing, it's just not good basketball. And you know, Roger, I've, you know, I've said this for a while now, but Tennessee really needs that spark. And we mentioned earlier in the show, maybe yeah. some of the guys that you've got listed as red shirts right now, like Freddie DeLeon. Uh, B.J. Edwards, D.J. Jefferson, get those guys on the floor. Maybe they are that spark that you need. Maybe that's the fresh legs that you need to get out there and go play the style of basketball that is going to help Tennessee make that run in March. You know, I'm not saying that we're going to oh, make yeah. a Final Four. I'm not going to say we're going to make it to the championship game. But, Roger, I, I just don't want to go to the NCAA tournament and get bounced in the first round like we have you know, for the past two years. That, that's just not been fun. Oh no, it's not. You're right. It's not. I've been, I've been very, uh, I've been very aggravating and stuff. So you're right. I don't want that to happen. So, um, you gotta, you, we need to win tomorrow night because that's tomorrow night. It'll be tougher. 
stuff with that tomorrow night. So, um, you know, I got to find a way to win tomorrow night at home. Uh, I don't know Missouri tonight. Uh, Missouri tonight about him at all. I've seen him so far, dude. Um, People don't give him enough credit, Rog. I mean, Missouri is a good yeah. basketball team. Kobe Brown, he can shoot the yeah. lights out. I think he's averaging like 16.9 points per game right now. I mean, the guy's going to come in here and he's going to shoot the ball. That's what he does. And then, yeah, you know, it's our job to defend. I mean, Tennessee is good on the defensive side of the ball. But at the same time, you know, we can't have another situation like we had at Vanderbilt on Wednesday to where you're playing decent defense, yeah. but you allow just enough points and you – didn't play good enough defense on the one possession that it mattered in order to win the game. Because if we'd had somebody within five feet of that guy yeah. on Wednesday, Roger, we'd have probably won that ball game. Or just give up the layup and go to overtime. So I just don't want to see those like completely avoid- avoidable mental mistakes like we made on Wednesday. All right, you're right. Um, yeah, and also, Rebond said anything new since had the same thing that – but but how team doing? How the team doing now? Have you heard how how they doing now? How they doing? Have you heard anything new today or lately? But the game was over. I mean, since then, how they how they how team doing now? Drake. Um, I'll be honest with you, Roger. Now? Ever since he had his press conference after the game, and he all but threw. I mean, let's he didn't all but throw. I mean, completely threw Julian Phillips under the bus. Um, I've not seen or heard anything since then. Uh, granted, I've not yeah. been, I've not been looking for it either. So, I. I'll be honest. I haven't heard anything. Nobody's told me anything. Um, but okay. you know, it's just uh, that didn't sit well with me the yeah. other night, Rog. Yeah, you're right. So hopefully, one not hopefully, but that's had a Super Bowl go too. But hopefully, be fun weekend. Hopefully, but I thought I have you. Uh, you have a good one. Okay. You too, buddy. Love you, Rog. Okay, bye bye. See you. Bye. Roger, doing what Roger does. I just realized that Max Kellerman has another show. What? Yeah, his show is Mac. Uh, is this the same show? I Max know, me anything. Yeah, I don't know what this is. He has like eight shows on ESPN. And you know what they say? Welcome like a dog. Don't and pay him. Have <laughs> <laughs> you on ESPN one, two, three? ESPN News, ESPN U, ESPN Radio, and then come up with that little puny check. ESPN Deportes. <laughs> I mean, good lord. You man. go to bed. You're watching one guy. You wake up. Same, same guy. guy. <laughs> it's ridiculous, man. I mean, it's actually ridiculous. I mean, the, he gets work like a dog. I mean, he gets work like a dog. Uh, like uh, Scott Van Pelt gets work like a dog. Oh, and he's a legend. Yeah, Stan Everett. I mean, I've been seeing that guy for 20 years. And, I mean, if you see him now, he's aged. And I wonder why. He's been working 25-hour days. <laughs> <laughs> it's awful, man. Yeah, that puny check, man. That, um, puny, that puny check. They're not going to work Charles like a dog and not pay him. <laughs> Oh my goodness! So I, you know, Charles Barkley, he said a few years ago that he um he's going to work for TNT for two more years. Yeah, and he's going to tell him to kiss his rear end, essentially. Yeah. Um. Did he just sign the extension? He did. <laughs> he did. You can you can pay Charles. Oh yeah. He's going to say whatever he wants. Mm-hmm. I mean that's the thing with him. You know I do wish they let him talk about San Antonio more. When he does that, the Spurs are good. <laughs> that's the funny thing. Yeah. Whenever Charles brings <laughs> up. Brings them up. I mean, that little creek down there. All them biggins. Yep. And when he talks about them, they're good. When he doesn't, they're bad. The churros. Mm. Hey. Just uh. You just call them biggins. Now they call them bats. Yep. Just go look up the video of uh Charles talking about churros, and you'll have yourself a laugh. Just look up Charles Barkley San Antonio. There's a 15 minute yes. video of all the clips, and it is hilarious. 
You look up his, uh, if you look up Charles Barkley funny moments, there's two jokes in there about a sprained ankle and why he never buys his wife a, a watch. Ooh. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Charles Barkley says whatever is on his mind. Yeah, and that's why we love Chuck. Yep. And that's why we have his cousin as our defensive line coach. Oh, they're cousins? Yeah, Rodney Garner. Charles Barkley, their cousins. Didn't know that. They're both from Leeds, Alabama, and I didn't notice it until I saw a side-by-side picture of the two. I was like, oh, my goodness, yeah, they are. They are definitely related. That's going to do it for us. Thank you, Matthew. Thank you. Something else coming up next here on WKGN. Tune in tomorrow for the voluntary reaction on Twitter spaces, and then tune in Monday for three and out right here on Fan Run Radio.